It was that irresistible offer. Now, how do you make that for your clients? How do you make it so they think that's the irresistible offer? That's the question. Would you like the answer? Welcome to Small Business Talk for Coaches with Kathy Smith. This podcast is the ultimate resource for coaches looking to transform their coaching passion into a thriving business. Kathy Smith began a journey as a marketing professional in 2001 and has helped thousands of businesses to grow. Kathy specializes in helping coaches and is dedicated to showing you how to get your first clients and many more. If you are ready to take your coaching practice to the next level, then you are in the right place. Whether you are just starting your coaching journey or you're an experienced coach not seeing the results you desire, This podcast is for you. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 231. You're busy, I'm busy, everybody's busy, but are we doing the right work or are we just doing busy work? Are we filling our days with things that that might be good, might be not, but they're not actually moving the needle? What are you doing? Are you moving the needle on your business or not? Today, I'd like to talk to you about the irresistible offer. I live in Southwest WA, Western Australia, right down the bottom of the world. And we've been in a heat wave recently. So I was driving from Perth to Albany, a distance of about 450 k's-ish, or maybe a bit more. It's about four and a half hours drive anyway. And it was hot. It was 40 degrees, 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and I needed to have a rest stop, a toilet stop. And in between, there's not a lot of really nice toilet stops, but there's a little town called Williams, and it has truck stops. And one particular truck stop, shout out to the BP truck stop in Williams, is really nicely set up. It's got nice toilets, nice facilities. So when I'm driving that route, I always try to to stop there. And because I'm using their facilities, I feel obligated to buy something. They're a business. I'm not buying fuel there, but I need to buy something. So I go into the, the conveniences, use them, and on the way out is a fridge. And in the fridge is ice creams. Now, I'm not a lolly girl. I'm definitely a chocolate girl. I love ice cream, especially on a hot day. So when I'm at home, I generally don't like to pay too much for ice cream. So I'll get a five-pack of mini ice creams, and if they're full price, no, not interested. Wait for them to be on special. So generally that pack is about $10. When it comes on special, maybe $7.50. So I'm paying less than $2 an ice cream. So it's a hot day. I'm coming out of the toilets, and here's this ice cream fridge. I just grab an ice cream. I don't even look at the price. I'm not interested in the price. I go up to the counter. Now, I said I'm not a a lolly girl, but when I'm driving, I do sometimes need that sugar hit. So I buy a stick of lollies and an ice cream. Don't even look at price, hand over my credit card, walk off, eat my ice cream in the shade, happies. I paid $7.30 for that stick of lollies and ice cream. And I was ecstatic. It was the right place, the right offer to the right customer. Now, I've probably walked past that fridge three or four times before. 
but it wasn't a hot day. I wasn't looking for an ice cream. But that day, everything clicked. It was that irresistible offer. Now, how do you make that for your clients? How do you make it so they think that's the irresistible offer? That's the question. Would you like the answer? We did with Paul Bryan. He was talking about just having one client and then multiplying those clients. So you just think about that one person, that ideal person, and then you think about two of those people and then four of those people, eight of those people, et cetera, et cetera. But every time you do any messaging, every time you do anything, it's will it resonate with that person? And it's really good to name that person. Some people like to have a a whole description of them, put them up on their notice board, put them on their phone, whatever works for you. But think about that person. So let's call that person Sam. So would Sam like the ice cream? Would Sam walk past the fridge? Would Sam do this? Would Sam do that? So when you're thinking of your offer, is it going to work for Sam? Does Sam have the money? Does Sam have the pain point? Are you actually articulating it so that Sam can understand that you are the solution? So that's what you need to think about first, is your audience. The second thing you need to think about is the problem. What is it that that makes them buy? What is it that they have that burning desire that they need to fix? So mine was ice cream. Now, did I know I wanted an ice cream before I walked in the shop? No. Was I going in the shop to buy an ice cream? No. Did I know I was hot? Yes. Did I know that maybe I would like something to eat? I actually hadn't had lunch that day. Probably. But everything clicked when I saw that cold fridge. So sometimes we don't even know what our problem is as a client. So sometimes we need to have that stimulus, that messaging that put in front of us. How often have you bought something from maybe a video? You didn't specifically know you had the problem, but you're going through your feed, suddenly you see this video and you're in. It's something you really want to do. You end up watching a half an hour video and pressing click at the end. Were you on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever looking for that product? Probably not. Did you have the need? Probably. Did you know you had the need? Probably not. So that's what we need to be doing for our customers is letting them know that they have the need, letting them know that we are the solution. And that draws me to the next quick thing is the solution. Make sure that you're articulating it in a way that they can easily understand. So the ice cream. It didn't have to say anything to me. It was just a clear fridge I could see in it. So what is your clear fridge? What is the way that you can show your solution? Is it a five-day challenge? Is it an email sequence? Is it a paid ad running off a video? What is your solution and how can you tell your customers about your solution? So that's really important because you may have the best solution in the world But if nobody knows about it, how are they going to buy? How often have you seen somebody and you've got that little bit of envy and you think, oh, I could have done that. I could have done that so much better. You're talking to your ideal client and they've just engaged a coach. They've just bought a course. They've just bought the book. They've just bought whatever. 
And you think, ah, oh, if only they'd known I was there five minutes earlier. So how can you tell them that? Then you need to be able to make an offer. You need to have something for them to buy. So it's no point getting your audience right, telling them what their problem is, telling them they have a solution, and then you just can't find that buy button or you've got to fill in this really long, complicated form or you've got to sit through a discovery session or multiple things that have to happen before you buy. I was recently at a marketing workshop. Yep, I go to marketing workshops. It's amazing how many things that are up here in your head, but you forget. And going to marketing workshops or going to workshops in your industry sometimes just brings those to the fore. Anyway, this lady was talking about Facebook ads and she was talking about how just little tweaks had made a conversion. So she was running these ads for a chiropractor and they were running them back to a landing page. In the landing page, it basically repeated the ad. It had all this information. And then right down the very, very, very bottom was click more, buy now, book an appointment. And it obviously wasn't converting. So what they did was they got rid of all the other stuff and they just had one hero image, the big image at the top, and they put two buttons, book a consultant or ask more questions. Both of them actually went to a very similar form. On that form, it just had their name, their phone number, and their email address. It didn't have a long, complicated form. It didn't say, do you want Monday or Friday or Thursday or Wednesday or this time or that time or this consultant or that consultant or this Cairo? Well, you get the message. All it said was name, phone number, email address. So what happened from there was the receptionist then rang them. Hey, Kathy, I see you filled in this form. You'd like to go to the Cairo. What time would you like? What day would you like? Oh, we've got this appointment or that appointment. But now they're actually talking to a person. So not only have they got that first contact and they know that there's actually somebody there and they know that they can help them, if they've got any questions, they can answer it on the spot. Now, obviously, that situation is not going to work for anybody, but it reduced that barrier of entry. It made it so much easier for people to be able to do that. So you need to make it easy for people to buy. That's why you see these offers where you buy something at a small price. And then there's the upsell and then there's the bigger one. But if you try to sell that bigger one first off to a cold audience, quite often it's not going to work unless they've had all those touch points. Now, we say that you generally need 20 touch points before somebody will buy, but that could be 20 in literally split second intervals, or it could be 20 over a whole period of time. So making sure that your offer suits your kind of client the service that you're selling and what they're trying to do. And then that brings to the last thing, let them buy. Don't make it difficult for them. How often on on consultations do we start talking our clients out of it? Sometimes less is best. So don't overcomplicate it. Don't give them this bonus and that bonus and every other bonus because all they wanted was just the consultation. All they wanted was you to solve their problem. They don't want it to be overwhelming. They don't want it to be over full. So years ago, people used to try and pack everything into courses and then it would just get too full, be too overwhelming and people wouldn't finish the courses. How many courses have you got on your hard drive or printed out back in the day? 
that you haven't finished. Yes, sometimes you've just come for what you needed and that's all you needed. And other times you've just got in and got, oh, it's all too hard. I don't know where to start. I'm lost. I can't follow the steps. So sometimes and most times bringing it back to simple is so much easier. So let's go simple. Audience, problem, solution, offer, let them buy. That's where you need to go for your irresistible offer. So go out there, talk to people, make that offer, let them buy. Coach, you are a great coach. You can do this. One client at a time, one message, get it clear. Now, if you like this sort of content, if you've been listening to the podcast at all, you'll know that I've got my book out, Coach's Marketing Roadmap. This is Chapter 7. Check it out. Until next week, remember, SBT audience, enjoy your journey. Hey, did you enjoy this podcast? Why don't you go and check out the Coach's Marketing Roadmap, your step-by-step guide to accelerate your journey to a thriving coaching business. The Coach's Marketing Roadmap .com.au. And don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk for Coaches podcast. Go to smallbusinesstalk.com.au for all the show notes from this episode. Remember, coaches, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Coaches, you've got this. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Remember, just start one step at a time, take consistent action and enjoy your journey.